0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to preview the Tennessee Titans upcoming matchup against the Houston Texans. First time these teams are squaring off this season. We're also going to discuss the Titans and where everything currently sits for playoff implications and what it might take for the Titans to get that coveted number one seed, which would include a bye. But Denard and I are going to break it all down. But before we get into that, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Bet BetOnline is back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0. Right now, Titans, if you feel like sprinkling some money on the spread, 10-point favorites. Vegas feels pretty confident in the Titans' ability to handle the Texans right now. We'll see how that goes definitely dive into that but bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts and uh speaking of the game this time i'm really interested to hear denard talk today because he has to live down in texas i'm sure he's hearing all about the houston texans i probably i i bet there's not a lot of smack talk going on right now
1: is there denard no, not at this moment. I mean, when you're 1-8, and eight, uh, there's, not, <laughs> there's, not, there, there's not much to talk about. But, you know, David Coley, we have a history, you know, and I told you about that. David Coley actually recruited me when he was at Texas AM and he's a good man. He's a, he's a coach. He's been around for a long time, and he's very optimistic. And one of the things that he talked about was not tanking it. We're not throwing in the towel right now. Uh, because they're still sticking with uh, their quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, instead of Davis Mills. So again, you know what? I like that. I like his approach. What we started with is what we're going to finish. And they believe that, Davey, it's been a few things that have hurt this team. Turnovers. There are 17 turnovers for the season, Debo, And you can't win like that. And this is this is the most penalized team other than... The Detroit Lions, nearly 600 yards of penalty yards. And D, you won't win a game in a National Football League like that. That's why you talk about the two most penalized teams, Detroit and Houston. And he feels like if he can eliminate those turnovers or at least cut them in half, he believes that he will have about three more wins. So, again, very optimistic, and that's what you're supposed to do if you're the head coach of a football team, especially in the National Football League.
0: Well, right now, these teams are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Whenever you do look at the standings, Titans currently sitting at 8-2 and two atop the AFC, and the Texans down there at 1-8 and eight at the bottom. It's one of those things, Denard, where these teams are going in different directions. If you're a Texans fan, you're probably hoping at this point you don't win a game. You're, you're actually like, hey, we finally get a draft pick this year that's our own. The worst we do at this point, the season's pretty much over. Maybe try to get up there and tank, but obviously that's not the case for the team. They're going to go out there. They're also coming off of a bye, so we will see them be rested. I don't know exactly what their injury situation is. I'll just shoot you straight. I've not paid much attention to the Texans this year other than the fact that they haven't won a game since week one against the Jags. And so if you're the Tennessee Titans, this is not a team. One, you should take lightly, but this is a team you should beat. We move the goalpost as the season goes along, and right now the goalpost is to get the number one seed in the AFC titans have a couple game lead whenever you look at tiebreaker procedures and then just we're eight and two the next best teams at six and three a lot on the line there and we know dealing with the titans and speaking of injuries denard i don't know if you saw this statistic but right now the titans are about to set a record and that record's not one you're really wanting to set but it is the record of players played in a single season We're currently sitting at 82, and the record is 84. And that was set by the San Francisco 49ers last year, which just absolutely decimated, and then the Dolphins in 2019. And again, worth noting, still a lot of the season left to play. I mean, that was at the end of the season for them, and we're now in Week 11. We've added the Week 18. But the key thing to keep in mind with here is those two teams – did not do anything of merit and yet we have Tennessee atop their conference likely going to win their division. I say likely because there there is a chance they don't, but I don't see a reason as to why they shouldn't. I know we talk about how Mike Vrabel has wanted the DNA of this team to be a, a gritty team that goes out, plays for one another. It's the next man up mentality. But when you talk about in the past, how you know you're going to battle injuries, but when you see the numbers of, all right, we've played 82 guys. For a former player, what is that like? And then to see how well the Titans have done, like, what does that just tell you?
1: Well, it's demoralizing to a a football team. Um, I go back to 1997, Debo. That's how I actually was inserted into the starting lineup. Our whole secondary was decimated by the injuries. Uh, Daryl Lew- Lewis, our pro bowler, he was battling ankle injuries. Steve Jackson, who was initially the starting cornerback, who I backed up, he went down. Steve Jackson, we call Billy Ray Valentine because Steve looked like everything on his body was hurt. It all <laughs> got injured. <laughs> so uh, Blaine Bishop uh, played with a cast, a broken hand. Uh, Marcus was probably the only one who was consistent that year. Uh, we and then we were just bringing guys off the street. I mean, we had a guy by the name of uh, Ronald Jones, A.K.A. R. Jones, who was from Tennessee State. He just one day showed up uh, at a meeting. It was like, who Who is this guy? And next thing you know, he gets a pick uh, the next game against Cincinnati, which was funny. But when you, it's it's demoralizing, D. Because and coaches know that they know that it's inevitable that injuries will occur. I mean, you look at around the league. There's been a lot of uh, big names you talk about Cleveland they've been hit with the injury bug, and you know their quarterback's been banged up, but w- once again, you have to fight through that. One thing that I've learned about this game is when you make this team, they don't give you a uniform to look cute. Uh, when your number is called, they expect you to go in there and to perform, and they don't want to miss a beat. And so what this team has done, you're talking about 82 players. I mean, last week we was at, what, 70-something, and now they've just continued to climb. But they have found a way to win. And, Debo, that's what is remarkable because when you have this many players that have been injured and there's on the IR, you're talking about your best left tackle, Taylor, it seems like every week he's going down with something. And the way that they fight through, Davey, That's the definition of resilient. This is a resilient bunch of players. And you have to credit that to the head coach because he could have lost that locker room, especially after the King went down. But what happened? This team, they found a way to fight through those injuries. And that's what they're doing. They're finding a way. And I love, I did a show, Debo, last week uh, with the guys down at ESPN Chattanooga and Greg Lerner said it best, is that this team is finding a way to win. And D, I love this statement. He said, strength in numbers. God, that is an awesome, awesome way to put it. They're finding strength in numbers. We're talking about Tierra Tart. He was down, but Juan Jones steps up and has played great. We talk about the, the injuries to the linebackers. Um, you talk about Jayon's been down. Then you talk about the... Uh, the emergence of David Long Jr. to step in and and it's playing like a pro bowler. He's playing like one of the best linebackers in the league. He's in a zone right now. And now Rashawn's down, but we've seen the rookie Monty Rice step in Debo and he's been playing well. So once again, you you said it best. If there was one coach and that deserves (laughs) to be the coach of the year, considering what he's had to deal with on a daily basis, it's Mike Vrabel, so D. I, uh, I don't know how to call this. I mean, it is phenomenal what they've been able to do with what the pieces that they have.
0: Very much so, and just to give a bit of a update on where the roster currently sits within the last couple of days, Denard, since you and I have last uh, gotten together and talked, the Titans have waived offensive lineman Bobby Hart, and they have also waived Amani Bledsoe. Now, the Amani Bledsoe, him being waived, is likely that T.R. Tarts good to go as far as because he'd been kind of battling some things. And the other thing of note is that they are expected to activate Derek Roberson off of IR. All indications are he is set to play this week. And the other roster move that the team recently made was that Dylan Cole, who came up big in the game against the Saints, forcing that fumble on the second half opening kickoff, he's been put on the active roster. So it's just one of those things to where You look at both those guys or well, one's coming back and then the other getting another shot after making a big play on Sunday. And as it relates to the practice squad, I did see that Cody Hollister, who has been with the team over the last couple of years off and on again, he's been added back to the practice squad. So that's where the roster currently sits. Coach Rabel was asked about Derek Henry, and in a nutshell, he said he's in the building receiving treatment. He has seen him, and Derek just goes and works with the training staff and hopefully – that this injury is something that he's going to be able to recover from, and we'll get to see him again this year, because as we, as we know, the Titans are playing for hopefully a deep postseason run, and if you look around the league, it's been a war of attrition, and getting him back would certainly be of huge value for this team. But anyway, that's kind of where we sit with the injuries right now. We'll get more later in the week. Bud Dupree went out early. He is day-to-day. They are still actually doing additional testing, so we aren't sure of the severity there, but. At least with Derek Roberson coming back, it could help you there, but not the same as having Bud Dupree out there as
1: since he's been coming yeah. on as of late. But D, yeah, but you know what, Debo? Our boy Ola Adanei, when he gets in there at number 92, Debo, he's and he, he had a great game yeah, the other day did. against the Saints. So again, boy, whew, huge addition to that that unit this year is Ola. Hey.
0: Very much so. He was also banged up a couple of times on Sunday, but all indications are he is good to go for this coming matchup against the Texans. Uh, Another note, Denard, just want to keep an eye on, just because the NFL has um, had a little bit of controversy surrounding Tony Correnti as of late, whenever it relates to his hip check as of the Chicago Bears and the Pittsburgh Steelers' Monday night game a couple weeks ago. Uh, Tony Correnti and his crew are on the call, so... It's just something to keep in mind. I'm sure Coach is going to tell his crew don't do anything to possibly get a taunting (laughs) flag.
1: Yeah, no celebrating.
0: (laughs) But D, as we get back to this matchup, what is it from an offensive standpoint that you want to see for the Titans? I know we've struggled to get the running game going since Derek's out. Do you think this is the perfect defense to really try and, hey, we're going to get Deontay Foreman rolling, we're going to get Adrian Peterson back to his self to an extent? What are you expecting whenever the Titans offensively take on the Texans?
1: You just answered it for me, D. <laughs> you just answered it. I mean, this is what I've been doing all day long, Debo, was you know what you're going to get out of the perimeter. We love A.J. Nick westbrook Akiné has been stepping up and playing great. i tell you what, he is a stud running slants. He's using that big body of his. And then Marcus Johnson, congratulations to the game that he played last week a hundred yards receiving was his breakout game. You know what you're going to get with Chester. And of course, one guy that I love that they've added on was Des Fitzpatrick, their fourth round of this year. I was very high on him. I'm glad to see that he's back, but D it's all about the running game. D I've been tossing and turning all night thinking about this running game. And Let let me just say this, is that when you go back to the Rams game, this team has 69 yards total in rushing against the Rams. Last week against the Saints, they had 66 yards against the Saints. Now, this is what I love about this game, D to the bow, is that when you look at this Houston team, they are 31st in defensive rushing, which means they're giving up the most yardage, um, among any team in the league when it comes to rushing. So what better way to get the running game generated than to get A.D., Jeremy, and Deontay going? Now, what I want to see, what I would love to see, it's not what I want, I'm not the coach, but I want to see them get Deontay Foreman going. D-Boy, you alluded to it a couple podcasts ago. He just gives you more, a little bit more explosiveness you know, he's young. We talked about his durability. That's what's been hurting him since he's gotten in the league. And he's going against his former team. This is a team that drafted him in 2017 in the third round. So I would expect D to be hungry coming into this game because he's going against a lot of the guys that he basically came in with. But I really want to see, will there be someone out of the, among these three players that's going to step out and say, you know what, I'm going to take the lead. Listen, Debo, you can't replace the King, okay? Look at, let's go pre and post. So when you look pre, his first eight games of the season, look at what you were getting. King D had all, nearly had 1,000 yards rushing, 937 yards on 219 carries and 10 touchdowns. But one of the things that you love to talk about, and I love when you say this, he gets stronger going down the stretch. And we look at against the team that we're playing Sunday in Houston. Derek loves the Texans. You know, he's like a kid at the candy store when he's going against this Texas team. Because last year alone, think about it, D, he not only eclipsed the 2,000-yard mark against this team, but in two games, he rushed for 462 yards. So that's what we want to get this week. I'm looking forward to Todd Downing getting this running game. Because, D, this is going to be crucial as how far this team goes down the stretch. And I'm talking about into playoffs. They got, they have to get this running game going. And someone, I'm, I'm just anticipating Deontay Foreman, 25 years old, I think this is his time to show this league, to show this organization what he is about. So again, I'm looking at offensive Todd Downing saying, listen, I'm looking at this defensive line of Jonathan Grenard. There's no more J.J. Watt. I'm looking at their defensive tackle, Malik Collins. There's no more Charles O'Menahe. They traded him off uh, to San Francisco. And then look at DeMarcus Walker. You look at Jacob Martin. I mean, there's no Winston Marcellus. He's gone now. He's in Green Bay. So again, there's going to be opportunities in the run game. And this is the week before. You got two games before the bye. And one, the one area that this team really need to put a point of emphasis on is running the football, and I expect to get a heavy dose, a heavy dose of AD and Deontay Foreman this week.
0: I hope so. I mean, this is a game where we need to see them show up. If you look at the run defense you've faced the last couple of weeks, it's obviously been some of the better units in the NFL. So now you have a, a, you have an opponent that has really struggled in this department. So it's one in which We're kind of like, all right, a couple of weeks now after Life After Derek, what can you get going? Because as we know, the offense is going to have to be able to perform something if you want to expect to do anything once we get to playoff time. And I, I need to see it because we haven't really seen it yet. I have to give credit to Ryan Tannehill and Todd Downing for being able to scheme up some stuff and to keep the offense somewhat serviceable the last couple of weeks. But the defense has created some big plays that have made things so much easier for the offense. So what happens... Now, I'm not expecting the Texans to be the team to just go out there and have an offensive firepower show out, shootout type style of game like we've seen in the past when Deshaun Watson's been back there. But I need the defense to continue to play like they have in the first half of the last couple of games. As we saw with the Saints, the defense started to sputter a little bit in the second half. And again, I know the other team's going to make some plays, but right now you're really having to play at a at a higher level now that you're you're missing what – made you so great to begin with whenever you look at the rushing attack that the Titans have had over the last season and then earlier this year. Denard, when you look at the Texans and their offense, what do you expect to see the Titans defense do to contain them?
1: Well, Debo, Davey Coley and offensive coordinator Tim Kelly, they have their work cut out when you look at this offense. Uh, They're First of all, where do you start? I mean, <laughs> D, they're thirty-one in rushing yardage. They're only averaging about seventy-five yards a game, and you're talking about a back like David Johnson, who a few years ago, before the injuries, a lot of the a lot of critics and experts were saying that when he, especially when he's at Arizona, that man, this guy is awesome. He's looked like an he looks like the next great back. And unfortunately, you know, with the injuries has kind of derailed his career but again he once he gets going he's still he's got a lot of pop in him and then i think about i look at this offensive line and i'm like you know with Christian Senior Titus Howard Jimmy morrissey and Justin McCary and Charlie Heck and i'm like wow i mean there's 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 feeding no time. consistency
0: excuse me feeding time if you're the Titans defensive line you uh,
1: you know what D I'm looking at our defensive line right now, and Debo, 27 sacks in 10 games. And when I look at this unit right now, it, it, the identity of this team is based on how this defensive unit, the interior line, plays. When they come out and play nasty and set the tone, it seems like it just it, it goes right down to all the other units, the special teams and the offensive unit. It's like everybody feeds on the defensive line. And Jeffrey Simmons, Denico Autry, Naquan Jones, Tierra Ola Aranaye, they have a chance to dominate this group. And the Texans right now, they're struggling, D. They don't have any identity. They have some playmakers. I mean, you're talking about Brandon Cooks. You know, last year, whoo. Well, we had our work cut out trying to cover Brandon Cooks last year. I mean, but again, there's no Deshaun Watson, so now Terod, you all of the it's like he has kind of shouldered a lot of the burdens that was left with all of the uh, off-season chaos. And right now, there's just they don't have a there's no DNA on this offensive unit. And I'm anticipating if you're the defensive line coach. Uh, and, you, and you're the defensive line for the Titans, what you're doing, you're saying, listen, we have to go out there and insert dominance on this group. And they have a chance to do that. D, I was just looking at um uh, something that really stood out to me. And when I watch our defensive line, they have this innate ability to go out there and to dictate the course of, of the games. And I thought about really great defensive line and what do they all have in common? When I go back in a team that I played against that really hurt me from going to a Super Bowl the second time, I look about. I look at that 2000 Ravens team, not during the regular season, but down the stretch and into the playoffs of Tony Saragusa, Sam Adams, Rob Burnett, and one of my favorite players, Michael McCreary. That team, that unit was just giving up 10 points a game, 55 yards rushing. And then I think about that 2003 team in New England, and I, I look at Couple of my former teammates with the Raiders, Ted Washington and Bobby Hamilton. You know Richard Seymour. You, I know you know the former Georgia Bulldog. You know Richard now is on the uh, poker poker games now. I think he's like a what like a semi professional poker player now. I, I didn't know this actually. And Willie, no. Mc, yeah, he's yeah he's uh-huh. big time now. And Willie McGinnis is one of my favorite analysts. I love Willie. I've been knowing Willie since he was at USC. But that group forced forty nine turnovers and they had forty one sacks. And you go back to the 85 Bears of Richard Dent, William Perry, Otis Wilson, and the great Steve McMichael. What are these teams? You know what these teams all have in common when I think about these three and the Titans? I'm
0: trying to draw a comparison, D, but I'm I'm coming up short.
1: Everything was predicated on the interior defensive line. Hmm. These teams, their identity was about the defense. Not Tom Brady, but that defense. And that's exactly what I see in the Titans. Very identical. And these, these three teams, they have something in common, Debo. What is, do you know what that is? I can't love it. When you look can't at can't say people. that I do, man. All three of these teams went on to win the Super Bowl. Okay. So that's what I like. That's, that's why I'm so optimistic about this group. And that's what I see in Tennessee. So now, to me, this defensive front, they have to say, listen, we are the leaders. We are the one that make this team goes. And I feel like this is a game where they have to go out and dominate from the start. And if they do, D, I think this game can be over. And I always say this because the Titans typically, they'll let you know within the first half what they're about or how this game is, how the game is going to end. I think if they jump on this, this team early, especially on this line, because they're hurting, I think this game could be over quickly.
0: I hope that is the case when I just look at the two teams and which way they are trending, I, this shouldn't be a dogfight. I understand it's the NFL, any given Sunday. We talk about it all the time. I'm not having the thought of I've seen Jacksonville go in and upset yeah. Buffalo. I, I just don't see that with where these two teams are and what the Titans' identity is. And, I mean, yeah, if the offense doesn't have a good showing at all, that's possible. But that's I, possible. I see the defense being able to at least wreak, create enough havoc to where I see the Titans having at least one defensive touchdown in this game or at least getting a turnover to where you're in a very, very favorable position. We've seen that multiple times over the last several games with the Tennessee Titans. Going all the way back to the Bills game, there's been at least one a game. And I expect that to happen again against an offense that they struggle with protection when you look at that Texans offensive line. Right now, Denard, if, if I had to put a good number on it, like what is the number you should you would say the Texans should not score more than?
1: Judging the fact that this this offense is ranked last in the NFL and considering the fact that our strength is in our defense, I would be shocked if the Texans put over 21 points. I'm not anticipating Tennessee allowing this unit to put no more than 21 points. Davey, it it should be 14 points of less. That's the mentality going into this week. The, The Titans goal this week when they're going against this offense considering the fact that they're struggling in the running game is 14 points of less so that's that's my that would be my goal if I'm Shane Bowen right now I'm saying 14 points of less against this unit because Davey statistically they're dead last almost in everything even in passing who's your go-to guy you know Chris Con- I mean he's going to go to the former bulldog you know Chris he's not he's struggling right now to really fit in that offense and then offensively, you know, to Tyrod, I like him. He's been around Cleveland, L.A. He just has never found a home. But you know what? He's like a really – he's a really good quarterback. He's a veteran. But, again, you know, who's, gonna you? who's yes, going no, to hurt you? Who's going to hurt you on this offensive unit?
0: I'm, I'm right there with you, man. And I mean, you talk about the points. The most the Texans have scored this year is 22. And for both of those games, it's been games to where the only close one was the Patriots. The Patriots barely pulled yeah. that one out, and the Patriots have turned it on as of late, and obviously we get them yes. next week, but and then we'll obviously have more coverage for you on that one later on, but right now, Denard, I would like to see the Titans keep them in single digits. The Cardinals kept them in single digits. The Dolphins kept them in single digits, and it's not like the Dolphins are world beaters by any stretch of the imagination. The Colts held them to three points. The Bills held them to zero points. The Panthers held them to nine points. I mean, you just kind of look at this, and you realize that this is not a good offense. I know Tyrod wasn't available for all of those games, but I think whenever I mention those teams, outside of one or two, the Titans have the best defense of that group, and this is a home game for Tennessee. So right now, I would love to see the Titans keep them at 10 or less. That would that would be ideal for me, and I can see our offense at least getting 13 points whenever I look at that defense. And hopefully this is a game you're able to get A.J. Brown going the last couple of weeks. It's been tough sledding for the guy. He needs to get something rolling to kind of help his momentum because it's definitely been lacking, and I know that teams are able to really – kind of shadow him and make sure he's not the one to beat you. But even if they're wanting to put double coverage on him and double team him, I still think this is a unit he should be able to at least get something going and kind of get back to what we have seen him be at times in the past. Now, Dinar, before we give our predictions for this game, I, I will say that the Titans, when you look at the AFC and how the overall playoff pitcher will look at the end, this game is the most important game this weekend for AFC teams. And so the Titans really do need a win here. There's no reason they shouldn't get it. If the Titans do win here, 82% is where they're at for clinching the one seed. Now, as far as just winning the AFC South, the Titans can go 3-4 and four over the last seven games. They can go 3-4, and four, but the Colts would have to win every single game. They would have to go undefeated in order to take back the division. I just don't see that happening with the way in which this division or the schedules for both teams currently look. The Titans have the easiest schedule remaining. The Colts still have the Cardinals, the Bills, the Raiders. There's even another team on there I'm I'm sure I'm forgetting that's been pretty good this season. So they have some tough sledding and they've really not beaten a good team as of late, if all this season. Let me see here. Yeah, they the Colts haven't beaten a good team this year. So if you're the Titans this is an opportunity to just go ahead and make it that much more difficult for the colts to get back in the race and right now i just oh the bucks i didn't even say the bucks the defending super bowl champions also play the colts this year that race in my mind's over but the titans you want that one seed for the extra bye week into the playoffs and so that's everything is setting up nicely for the team you control your own destiny. Now it's just about going out there and executing and hopefully not sustaining any more injuries. You're going to have a few minor bumps and bruises along the way, but hopefully we can avoid anything that's super devastating. But with that said, the Titans, you got to be feeling good. You're 8-2, and two, number one in the AFC, tied with the best overall record in the NFL after suffering some big-time losses in your personnel department a lot still to be played this season, and you're two weeks away from the bye. Like I've, I've never looked forward to a bye in my entire life. As someone who just loves watching my team play every weekend, Denard, I, I'm like, ah, oh, the bye week. I like always mark that. I was like, dang it. This week, I'm like circling it like, come on. Let's just get there. Two weeks away from that, but you have a test against a division rival looking to play spoiler. What can you do? And with that said, Denard, what is your prediction for Sunday's matchup?
1: My prediction I'm going to go, after last week's performance, I'm going to go 35-17. Tennessee pulls it out in Nashville. 35-17, okay. I I don't
0: necessarily think it'll be that high scoring. I know 30 used to be my number when we had Derek back there. I, I think it will be a little bit lower scoring, but I think it's one of those where it's just like, all right, Titans are able to make it happen, just run the clock, kind of get out of there, avoid any further injuries. I'm gonna go and say, final score: Tennessee twenty-three, Houston ten. I think they okay. they get into the double digits, but just barely.
1: So if Derek was there, you'll you'll say thirty-five seventeen, right? Oh man, if Derek <laughs> if
0: Derek was there, I'd be predicting him having thirty carries for two hundred and fifty <laughs> yards and three touchdowns. I know. So,
1: yeah, I, I know think he that's just the top thirty more. I keep forgetting he Derek's He
0: eats hurt. against the Jags and the Texans, yeah. man. That's that's uh,
1: just. Oh yeah, I cool. that's that's, I what I, that's one of that's one of the candy stores. Yeah, man, playing. that's one of the
0: things I miss the most is just that he's not going to have an opportunity at those records against these teams whenever they are as bad as they are, uh, because surely the Jags and the Texans. I mean, you would think just with how bad they are this year, they can't be worse n- next year. But I don't know. That remains to be seen. And at this point, hopefully, Derek's recovery is going well, and there's an opportunity to get him back and just continue to survive and advance each week. We'll reassess the playoff situation after the Texans game because obviously, with other teams playing, if you get a surprise loss in there, it could also help the Titans bid and maintain a, a stronger grip on that one seed. But Denard, on the way out, sir. Any closing
1: thoughts? Man, I mean, what a resilient bunch, D. I, I just I can't say that enough. I mean, just uh, using that many play, eighty-two players, and it seems like every week it's climbing. So once again. As I alluded to last week about your the fans, you should be proud of this group because Davey, you hit it when you said that most teams when they have to use this amount of players, they don't survive in this league. So, man, congratulations so far. I mean, I'm I'm I love it. Eight and two with 82 players that you that you use, man. That's a heck of an accomplishment, especially we're at the midpoint of the season.
0: We're halfway. Well, we're a little over halfway through now, and Eight and two. I couldn't have asked for a better performance if I go back and look at it. And, again, we've we've rattled off six straight wins against some great teams. I mean, it's, yeah. now, it's now five in a row against playoff teams from last year, which hasn't been yeah. done before. And That's awesome, you can't help but appreciate the job that this team has done and just hope that there's more fun and excitement to come. And as that happens, Denard and I will be here to keep you all posted. And to enjoy the excitement because not everyone's where we're at right now. There's a lot of teams that are already focused on the draft, who they're going to get there. It's like, oh man, like maybe the team can lose this game and get a better draft pick. Right now, if the season were to end today, the, the Titans would have the 31st overall pick. When you just kind of look at how things are shaking out, but team has Super Bowl aspirations and hopefully they can continue and finally get over that hump, It'll be the first time in program history where we we get to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. But ah, we'll continue to talk some Titans with you all. We appreciate you tuning in. But that is going to wrap it up for us today. For Denard Walker, I'm Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.